everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It's Craig and Pete today, just hanging out. Craig's putting on his Zoom hats and glasses and, and, and kitten faces and stuff. If you see him on Zoom, hopefully it's not highlighting you right now in this YouTube video because no one's going to take us seriously, Craig. God. Who does? God. So today we are taking another question from our audience, our network, or I don't know where this came from, but it's our friend, Kevin. And Kevin hails from Canada, I believe, right? Yeah, he does. He hails. He hails from. It's a great uh, way of saying it. So old English of you. Yes, I like it. You know, I was actually a little nervous right there, Craig, given that you always bust me on my uh, pronunciation and context of words. Sometimes I, I was wondering, I was like, God, I, I make you think it's good. That's I why I'm here. I hope I'm using this correctly. But, nice guy, uh, Kevin. So but, uh, he's, he's going to talk. He says, I wanted to let you know if international travel is feasible in July. Um, without well, a he was talking about the quarantine. summit. He was he's talking about come. the summit, right? So first he led with, uh, hey, I want to come, but, uh, you know, but quarantine may be a thing. And, you know, that may be a thing from Canada. Who knows? I doubt it by then. But but the cool thing is, and I know I've harped on this, is for our summit. And if you haven't registered, go to BulletproofSummit.com. It's from Jan July 9th and 10th at an amazing resort. And we pretty much booked the entire resort. So we have all this space as a COVID contingency, just in case we have to stay far apart from each other as in a learning um, environment. But like, I'm going a whole week, Craig. I actually booked my travel today. I'm going to be there the whole week at this resort. I'm bringing my family and it's going to be exciting. I think you're doing something similar. Um, but anyway, not trying to plug the summit, but I'm really excited about this one. Even, too, even be, especially because I think what I'm most excited about, Craig, is the fact that I've been longing for something uh, in person and, and, you know, Look, a lot of our travel, a lot of our CE got canceled last year. And so um, I think a lot of people are really excited for this. I'm getting lots of great feedback and, you know, it's selling like crazy. So awesome, awesome stuff. But anyway, so his, he also, we encourage people to write in questions so that we can cover stuff on the podcast. Because like Craig says, sometimes we are stuck in our own echo chambers and what we think uh, we should talk about and what we really should talk yeah, about are if, two different things. If so, it was up to Peter and I, we'd just be sitting here talking about macroeconomics, yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin, going down a rabbit hole. Did you hear what Elon real Musk estate, tweeted? Look at real estate, stock market. Right. Yeah. And we would have no relevancy to dentistry. So you, it's you important know that you guys should I, chime in. I was thinking like what I should do in my, uh, in my next life is just do a podcast on Twitter stuff because you can learn so much from Twitter. Just talking about, did you see this in Twitter? Did you see this? I learned so much from Twitter and my wife was like, you need to get off of that. She's I like, just you joined Twitter by the way. What? I've never been on it. Yeah. So believe me, I do not need another social network. No, Peter. it's not social network. I, my wife said the same thing. And I said, I pushed back on her. I said, look, I guess if you're getting on there to chime around with people, but I just literally, Craig, here, here it is. I don't like Instagram because I think it makes me feel horrible about myself and I don't want to compete in that space. But what I do in Twitter is Twitter, you have to compete on the chops of your intellect in a hundred and whatever characters, right? And so I just, I don't, I don't contribute. I just follow people that I think are really fucking smart. Yeah. And I say, what are they thinking about right now? Right? What are they, what are they thinking about? What are they doing? What are they interested in? What are they promoting? And then I dig into a lot of those little topics. And I have to say, like, I've gotten, I've gotten it. My, my friends have been like, you've been right a lot recently with, you know, investing or this and that. And, and I can't say that it was an original idea. I've just, I've just curated a lot, of, a lot of stuff from a lot of smart people and just follow what they do. 
which is a total tangent. I don't know why we're going into that. I just think well, it's, it's because the point, the point being is that, listen, we love adding value. And if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, please let us know. That's a great we, want, we want to be relevant. We want to be relevant. You're always, you're always bringing it back in for me, buddy. Always bringing it back in. Okay. So, so, so bring it further back in. Um, he had a bit of a two-part question that you guys might discuss in a future podcast. So I'm kind of, I'm reading as I speak this. So basically he said, how do you combat the inevitable pull towards the easy comfort zone? You can do nothing, make a comfortable living, things work status quo at the office, but most definitely could be better. I do feel the ambition to challenge myself and improve, but I won't lie. I feel the desire to have things remain the same for from the people around me and in myself to a certain extent. And I don't want to fall prey to that. One thing I've thought found that helps is to listen to people like you guys and have conversations with other people who are pushing themselves to succeed further. Can I, can I chime in on this? Yeah, I'll get some coffee. <laughs> Screw you. Dude. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Go ahead. All right. So Kevin, I would say the first thing to this is yes, it's look as humans, we want to, you know, survive and thrive the easiest way possible. Consuming calories, make sure we don't get, you know, attacked. If you go back to the, uh, Donald Miller thing, like it, you want to, you know, I think we default to the easiest in a conservation manner. Okay. I would challenge you though, where are, who are you spending your time with? Right. We are the products of the, of the, of the people we hang out with the most, you know, I always joke around and I say, look, if you hang out with four, four, um, let's call it four. Well, who can I not offend these days, Craig? I want to pick four people. And then basically um, you you'll can, be, I, you can't say a sloth because okay. if you hang around with four slots, you are no, going no, 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 no. to be that's, the fifth. That's called speciesism, by the way, Peter. Oh, it's a real thing. To all you sloths out there, I'm sorry. I just offended you. Well, they won't be offended, but the sloth owners will be. No, okay. but if you hang out with people that are not, yeah. Yeah, Maybe so just kind of not that's, their that would be step day, one, right? right? Because a rising tide will raise boats. So like, as a matter of fact, I actually just got back from two days of a mastermind with eight men in my town, not dentist. Um, and we went up to a retreat up in the North Georgia mountains. And, you know, some own car dealerships or one owns car dealership. One basically is a, is a money under management, money, a hedge fund or not hedge fund, but a uh, asset management that's company. And then the guy's in marketing and then the guy is in computers. So basically my point is, is these are all men that are actively every day trying to get better, uh, better business people, better family men, better, better fathers, better husbands, whatever it is. And so, so Kevin, I would say, get you out of your comfort zone is, is, is find a room where you feel really intimidated by the, by the people that you are surrounded by, by become the dumbest in the room, become the less fit in the room, become <laughs> whatever the, the laziest in the room, whatever it is, find the room and the people to, to create that ambition, because I think it's an, it's an osmosis kind of thing. It, it reflects bad on you. And then I would create some accountability with that. I think that's why our mastermind our dental bulletproof mastermind works so well. And people have been having amazing success and it um, is because it creates accountability and allows you a forum to really kind of throw things up against the wall. And then, and then hear you say, I'm going to do this. And then you do it. So that would be my, um, that would be my, how do you get out of the comfort zone is, is be around people who challenge you. Craig. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So uh, here's my, here's my two cents. Um, I wrote down the other day um, at our morning, we had a, we had a long meeting for the office and I scribbled on a couple notes and I wrote down people can corrupt your own beliefs with their biases. So you can actually have your purpose hijacked 
by listening to somebody that's around you or that tells you about yourself. So when I hear you saying, how do I, I'm complacent or status quo at office, I, I hear you saying, how do I do more or shouldn't I do more? And when you, when you think to do more, Kevin, it's not just about making more money, but maybe making more meaning. And I know it's cliche, but I always say it, we get burnt out, not because of what we do. We forgot why we did in the first place. So it might just mean that you have outdated reasons. You have outdated drive. You know, what had you get to a certain place was like, oh, oh God, I have got loans. I'm not going to be able to feed my family. You know, so you had a, a good reason to push forward and, and create, a, create a thriving dental practice. It's just your, your reasons may not have any relevance anymore. Now you might not be having the freedom from debt. And maybe now it's freedom to, freedom to do other things, freedom to make a bigger meaning. Maybe there's a charitable endeavor. Maybe there's a spiritual identity around mm -hmm. what you do. Um, and I just think that, you know, you should be happily achieving. And uh, the idea about money is a really, really poor motiv motivator. And let's face it, money only solves money problems. And most of our problems in dentistry, fortunately, are, 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 are next level, like more meaning problems and just money problems. So I would just challenge you to re-engage your purpose and maybe try to figure out what it is that you love. If you love dentistry, I'm hopeful that you love dentistry and maybe take on more skills and grow that way. So it's not just um, being lazy versus being achieving. It's, it's, it's having meaning versus pursuing just cash. And also, Kevin, you know, I know we're talking to him kind of like as a, as a proxy here, but if, if you're genuinely happy, who, who cares? It's your life. You get one life. And so me, as I, as I use that same line to myself is, you know, I use the one life thing a lot, Craig. You probably hear me say that a lot, right? You get not one life, you get one ticket. And I use the Gary V thing, which I know you don't like the Gary, Gary V references, but I have a big like ticket, big blank ticket on my wall at my office. And it reminds me because my thing, the, what drives me and gets me out of my comfort zone is I always put things in the context of is my 80 year old self going to be pissed off at me that I laid up or is my 80 year old self going to be mad at me that I worked too hard or is my 80 year old self. So I, I say, I don't, my biggest fear is I don't want to have regrets with no time to fix it. Right. So my 80 year old self. So I put it in that context. And for me personally, I've sat around and talked to that. I, you know, the one life thing means to me or the one ticket thing means to me that I want to make the most of it. And I want to keep challenging. I want to keep growing. I want to always be the, you know, the weakest guy in the gym, so to speak, metaphorically. And so that's what, that's what drives me. It's not perfection, it's progress. And I just want to be in that state of, I live there. And that's why I go to these retreats and stuff. So um, I just wanted to circle in because sometimes, you know, if you're happy, and you're in a comfort zone, you won, Kevin, you won. Yeah. And there are statistics. There's a lot of things about they, they would pull these older people that were nearing death, what their common, yeah. the common emotions are. And commonly our people didn't risk enough. People were living their life scared when they had no reason to be scared. They would have been more confident. They say they and, work too much. I mean, people say they work too much. Mm -hmm. So it might be that, um, pull towards the easy button or the comfort button might just mean that you're maybe you're spending too much time in work and maybe it's time to branch out and get a hobby. Maybe you want to go start rock climbing or kiteboarding, or you want to do something that's going to give you fulfill other, you know, other areas of your life. I think that especially in North America, I'm in a, you know, Canada, United States and the Western society, we have a, an inevitable push to achieve more and have less meaning. Um, mm. There's almost a braggadocious uh, nature to putting a bunch of people in a room, business owners specifically, and they'll brag about how long it's been since they all took their last vacation. 
Um, and I just think that in and of itself is, uh, really? is a problem. Yeah. You find that like, oh my God, I work 20, I work 80 hours a week. And, you know, and then there's this idea, especially when you have young kids and you start having these conversations with your young kids, You're like, daddy, do you go to work today? Yeah. Well, it's Monday. I go to work. Well, why do you work? Cause I want to provide for you. Well, I don't want anything daddy. I just want you to be here. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, those types of conversations you'll have as, as people mature and have children, you start to see bigger meaning. But I think, um, so I, I, hopefully we're talking to every Kevin out there that has this uh, idea about trying to always draw and do more. And sometimes when I'm around a lot of people that are just hustling constantly, and I know quite a bit of them, and if they don't have everything dialed away, I was saying, like, I, I tell I use the word squared away a lot. I'll tell people, Peter, like, oh, you got to meet my buddy, blah, blah, blah. He's totally squared away. And what I mean by squared away, I guess it's a military term. Uh, but I believe that it's like all your domains. Are From your of, days in the military? Uh, no, my dad's days in the military, perhaps. I don't know what squared away means. But it, to it, me, it means that it, it everything's, it, everything's kind of squared. It's everything's everything's done. So if you just hustle and you're making tons of money and your family life is in tatters and you have no social life and you're not physically fit, you're not, you're not really successful. In, in, in my opinion, I only want to model people who are successful at life relationships. They, they kind of played all the games. And Naval says that all the time, there's different games you have to play. You have to play the family game. You have to play the, the business game, the money game, the, the husband game. game, the mother game, the status game. And then ultimately you want to get to single player games. Because if there's a multiplayer game, that means you're beating somebody and someone's mm. losing, like the money game. Mm-hmm. And then a single player game is like meditation or yoga. There's no, you're not, there's no score. Or golf. And, and you want to get to, or golf. <laughs> you're going to single player games there. So I think, uh, Kevin, you get a good idea of what's in Peter's in my head. The next part of that question is number two, do you feel lifestyle creep? Do you fight it? let it happen, but monitor it to make sure it's reasonable. I've always been quite frugal and smart with my money living below my means. Now I have the chance to buy a dream home three times my current home's value and have, and have been having an internal struggle. Stay in a lower cost lifestyle, pay off debt and live without much financial stress on me versus increase my lifestyle, enjoy some of the finer things, but have the weight of knowing I have to jump when the bank says jump. It would not put me in dire financial straits. I could have my paycheck cut in half and still make ends meet. It sounds a bit cheesy to me, but I do think there's some value in living life in the manner you aspire. And it keeps you in that ambitious mindset. I I guess the same reason you guys want to have the summit in nice hotels and locations as the environment helps inspire greatness in a sense. Yeah. So do you want to comment on that first since I took it first? No, I want you to go first. Okay. So look, I think, and again, I think these, these questions are, I think, very related, believe it or not. Meaning the first one talking about, about hustle and, and drive and comfort zone. I think if you want the nice things and it doesn't align with your income, but then you want the, you know, then, then, and you don't have that hustle to get there, then, then it might not be, it might not be aligned. I didn't describe that well. My point of saying is I did that exact scenario back in 2014. I saw a home that was three times, you know, what the previous one I lived in and moved my family, but it was our dream home. And I said, holy shit, how am I going to make it happen? How am I going to make this happen? And so fear was a big, we pulled trigger and it was the, one of the best decisions of, of, our, of my life to get the home we're in now. But um, but it was scary, Craig, and I knew I had to up my game, meaning meaning what got me here was not going to get me there kind of thing. My inputs were not mounting what I needed my output to be. And so things had to think I had to level up and, and get uh, 
the business up to up to date a little bit or up to scale, I should say, to match that lifestyle. Um, but it does creep. I will say that I have seen, you know, the more you make that the more you spend. Um, and, and I think you can fight it as much as you want, but sometimes, uh, sometimes it's tough. It's tough. You just have to be aware of it. And I, Craig, I think you're very, I think you're one of those people who is very frugal at the same time you make a great living. Right. And I don't, I don't see you having, for instance, we were just having a conversation offline. We're having a giant month and you weren't like, Oh, I can't wait to go buy something. You're just like, okay, cool. Keep plugging away. Right. It wasn't <laughs> that your, your thought didn't go where most people go. Craig is holy cow. I just made whatever, uh, you know, let's, let's just call it round numbers. I made a hundred thousand dollars in a month. You know, I'm going to go buy a Porsche. Right. Which is where 95% of people's heads go. I think sometimes not, maybe not 95%, but that's where people get in trouble. And I think one more thing I want to add on this is that the longer you can stay in that mentality, remember the cheapest and leanest you were, the longer you can stay there out of school. Meaning, you know, I remember being lean and mean. Let, my student loans were about $3,000 a month. I remember that. Um, and even when I was done paying them off, I still lived with that feeling of, I still have student loans. I wanted to stay as lean and mean as possible and deploy that money towards an investment. So, so, I don't know where I'm going. I'm kind of rambling, but um, I don't think it's no, bad. I, to, I don't I, think it's I bad think... to have a dream home. I don't think it's bad to stretch. I think stretching can make you make you um, get out of that comfort zone and onto the next plateau of your growth. Um, but yeah, watch creep. Have awareness around you. Be cognizant of of here are the guidelines of of my family budget. Here are the guidelines of what I'm going to afford. You know, I could drive any oh. car I wanted right now, but I drive a truck, right? Kind of thing. Like be 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 be. Uh, be real, you know, don't let, don't be, pull it back as much as you can. And then I'll shut up. Go Craig. All right. Thanks. Thanks for shutting up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm kidding. So it, there's a Socrates quote. It says not wanting something is as good as having it. Mm -hmm. So um, like I said, there's freedom to and freedom not from. Not wanting something is, as, is good as, as good as having it. Yeah. I disagree with that. I agree with that. So I don't want, I don't want, I don't want, uh, I, I look at, uh, you know, a brand new Rolex that a friend of mine has, he shows it to me, this gold shiny thing and whatever it is. And he says, look at how amazing this is. And there was a certain point in my life where I'm like, shit, I got to get that. I'm going to get mm -hmm. that. I'm going to get it. I'm going to find out. I have a friend who's a jeweler. Okay. I have to, can, can I put a deposit? Can I go to the Grand Cayman Island? Can I go to the Cayman Islands, get it ahead of time? Can I, can I be the first person to have it? Mm -hmm. And uh, now I look at that same exact watch and be like, geez, I, even if it was free, I mean, obviously I take it because it's about, it's an asset, but do I want to wear it? And it's, um, it's a freedom when you've played the game, you know, I'm, I'm nearing 50. So I, I remember, you know, getting out of dental school and being a year in and buying myself a Benz and, and, and driving a, a 750 Li BMW. And I was like 29 years old and having watches and things and all that stuff. And, it's a hedonic treadmill. And what happens is you buy this thing that you've craved. It makes you feel no different. And then ultimately it's just a freaking watch or it's just a freaking car. And if you do that a couple times or maybe a dozen times, you start to realize I feel no better. So you, you see right through it. So not wanting something is as good as having it. Cause when you have desire to contract for you to be unhappy until you have it. So, if you have a desire for something, you are consciously entering or unconsciously entering into a contract to be unhappy and not having peace until you own it. 
So I love the idea that you want to buy a big house. And if you have good reasons for it, or a, not a big house, but a fancy house, if you envision having more people at the, your house, mm-hmm. if you envision having more experiences at the house, I built a big house and it was, it was a big one over my budget. And so why do I want all this house? Well, I want to put a bar in there. I want a fire pit. And I mean, Pete, you've been over my house a, a ton of times and mm-hmm. all my buddies, I, I can remember the first year I moved into this house, I had more people at my house, parties, drinks, come out for a drink in the first year I owned it than in the last 10 years of my prior house. Yep. So the house was to have experience. It wasn't to be like, Hey, look at my house. Look at this house. I hope you say, Oh shit. When you pull up to it, it was actually to, to have experience in it. So now the things that I crave, are craving because I know the experience they'll provide and people never regret spending for experiences. But if you like the idea that owning something will make you have to work harder, fantastic. Buy yourself a piece of income producing real estate because you'll have to pay down that principal just like your house every single month. So you'll have to have that same drive, but it's taking money from your left pocket and putting it to your right. Whereas your primary residence, most historically spoken about, is not a great um, store of wealth. It doesn't typically do as well as people think. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the takeaways are figure out why you want it. If it's for status, then you should get over it pretty darn quick. Because I've, I've owned a lot of things for status. A lot of things for status. And I just don't want it anymore. I look at friends. I'm like, hey, it's cool. I just can't even, I can't even appreciate the watches I used to appreciate. In that term, I mean, look, look at this. That was like, my thing with like the car. Like you know, and I've made that story, Craig, of where I had a, a, a Lamborghini poster when I was a little boy, and I was like, one day I'm gonna have that. And then when you get to that one day, and you can and you can buy it, you don't want it anymore because you've matured past that, right? So you're out of that status signaling kind of play. I love what you said about putting the why to what you're buying. Lifestyle creep can be okay. Maybe you take better vacations, but who gets to benefit? The people that you love. Typically, you're going home with your family. Maybe you're buying a better house, but guess what? Everyone, your kids probably love your new house, Craig, that you're in a lot more than their last house, right? Well, I mean, if you do stuff with it, it's like it's like a, we we bought into our beach club. I bought a beach club membership during COVID. There was a huge wait list for my beach club. And it was really expensive, and I was like really debating whether or not to use it. Mm-hmm. And the first week, my my wife uh, they they cleared out the waiting list during COVID because there was no more members. So I was like, this is a rare opportunity. I'm going to jump in. It was a big investment. And uh, my wife, the first week is like, thank you so much for this. Because literally in Florida, it's always warm and sunny. And you got to get out of the house. But mm. it's hard with kids to go to the beach. And they're sandy. And you got to go home in your car. And having this beach club is all my friends are there. There's tons of friends that are there. It's all just, it's really informal. But you say chill. all your friends are there? Well, a lot of my friends are there. Yeah, You're not there. But a lot of my friends are there. But you can just go there and hang out. And the experience it provides is completely it has so much value versus a thing the thing doesn't do anything for me the watch the car you know i i also think that everything you owns owns a piece of you mm-hmm. so if you have that lamborghini or that freaking crazy watch you're gonna bang the car you're gonna bang the watch against something and like ah it's gonna upset you oh i can't take my lamborghini because i have to valet park it i don't worry about any of my crap i drive a truck too you know i mean it's dented and it's got it's a truck but there's utility in the truck the truck can take my atv to my to my land lease that i have or mm-hmm. i have a, i have a, i have a little trailer the trailer was something i bought and i t- can take the kids and we can go camping in it so it's all about what gives experience and more di- more depth to my life if it adds no value but status signaling that does nothing for me and I actually get repulsed by it. I, you know, so I don't like that stuff. Mm-hmm.
All right, new for 2021, we want to invite everyone listening to join us on our private network. It's free to join. Join the conversation at bulletproof.dental. You can even download it in the app store. Just look for the Mighty Network app and you can download it there. But just point your browser to bulletproof.dental and join and sign up and start collaborating on um, some of the ideas we discuss on the podcast. Um, there's content there to download and um, it's all designed to help grow and stimulate us together. Hope everyone has a great day. The safest place for a ship is in harbor, right? It's but not what ships are built for. But that's what they're not, that's what they're built for. So he, I'm looking back at, at, at the comments here or his question and I'm saying, I'm looking at comfort zone and safe and things, you know, but, 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 you know, if what we're saying resonates with you, then bud, go for it. You know, you always said that, that it would not put me in financial straits to get my, my dream home. I could have my paycheck cut in half and still make ends meet. Then like that answers the question right there for me. You know, if you're, is your family going to enjoy it more? Yeah. Full trigger then, because there's nothing like, there's nothing like getting you back and motivated. And because I think, you know, the comfort zone sometimes, Craig, I think people get comfortable because they haven't gotten, they haven't, um, how do I say this delicately? Sometimes like tasting a little bad. It's like that God, that got me fired up. That got me fired yeah. up. Now I want to do this, right? Cause that experiential that, that you're, you're seeing, like you're seeing the smile on your children's face or the vacation that provided. And now you're fired up because you, you see the fruits of your labor. Do you ever yeah. see that Craig? I do. And I also think that these questions and I, I appreciate you. I appreciate the Kevin got that Kevin answered this because so many of us think of this and I really, mm -hmm. it just comes down to know thyself again. I know I'm <laughs> always saying that and I'm always saying that, but what he's asking for, it's like, you ever had a buddy that's like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to the men out there. Like I've had a friend of mine saying, Hey, do you think I should marry this girl? Mm -hmm. I was like, bro, if you've got to ask me if you should marry her, I, I, I highly, I, I don't think that, I don't think anything I could say could add any more meaning to that because you should be asking me, like, I can't stop thinking about this girl. What do I, you know, or it's almost like, so what you're trying to do is, is saying, what should I do? You've got it. The unexamined life is not worth living. You've got to take some alone time. And it's, really uh, flesh let me out hear, let me put a funny story. So last night, um, Elon Musk gets on clubhouse so i don't know if you're into clubhouse yeah, or, right? so he got on at 10 this is a great cop this is a great uh this is a great story related to exactly what you're saying about if you have to ask and so he was being he was being interviewed by mark andreessen who's one of the biggest founders and one of the investors in clubhouse which clubhouse has taken off it's run you know it's taken off it's gonna like the social audio is like the next thing so he gets on at 10 p.m pacific time which is 1 a.m on our time greg um obviously Thank doing the math that. yeah you're welcome buddy doing the math for you real quick and that. everyone and he announced it on his twitter twitter saying twitter again um now twitter that he was getting on and everyone was kind of like oh shit he's gonna break he's gonna break clubhouse you know just because everyone he did loved, didn't he uh, he temporarily it was luckily it's hosted on aws so it, you know you have a hard time breaking shit when it's on amazon's servers but one of the questions he got asked was hey elon how do you motivate someone when they're getting ready, doing a startup? And he said, he paused and he said, if you need motivation to do a startup, don't do it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly right. If you need to find reasons to buy the house, don't do it. Don't do it. It was fascinating. Don't do it. By the way, he, he did give some, uh, he did give confirmation 
that he said, man, I should, he actually said last night, yeah, I should have bought Bitcoin. That. You heard that? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. He's like, ultimately He's been every... such a vocal. Um, no, he's been non-vocal against... about it. No, I'm just saying he's been a vocal voice against Bitcoin. I don't believe, right. he said, I don't believe in it. Yep. I don't believe he, in it. He and Mark Cuban, who I think he is just a clown, by the way. I, I don't like him at all, but he was one of those, like the rat poison, blah, blah, blah. And now even he has capitulated his in, into, um, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess it could be the world's currency. Like, what? What did you just say? Yeah, like you can't just go <laughs> all the way polar against one thing. Like, yeah. maybe, maybe. I don't you know, can't perhaps. say that bananas. He literally has a quote saying bananas are worth more. Now he's like, yeah, it could be the world currency. Oh, you never know. He hates, he's such an egomaniac that he can't, he can't be wrong. So anyway, so the Elon thing was, was funny is that if you have to ask, like, you know, just like your marriage question, you know, when someone asks, well, it's you, the same thing about your, your house. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, you got to figure out what you're going to do in that thing and how you live in that thing. But, um, yeah, I think that uh, um, just know yourself, know thyself, spend some time, think it out, think about what you want to do and um, appreciate the questions because a lot of us think those things. And I think think of the, those things. And I, I just want to reiterate, people can corrupt your own beliefs with their biases. I have loved certain things about my life and had good friends tell me that they don't like them. And I've forgotten that I love them. Mm. I have to remind myself. So, um, you're, you're the easiest person to fool. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it's so true as human beings, we don't understand ourselves. There's the psychological phenomena of misattributional theory that we just don't get. What it's we funny do that you for. say that Greg, one of the themes that was going around around the men, I talked about this men's group that I was with a retreat. Cause it's, front on my mind right now and like we all agreed that you really don't know who the hell you are until you you're like 40 years old <laughs> and then by the way you evolve and change too yeah you evolve and change but it's a little bit more peace and a little bit more like okay i think i know and like you just don't get your kind of your know thyself swagger until you get enough scars or successes well, or, yeah. or whatever. And look at how people get divorced and then go dating other people. And then like, Oh, you know, I know what my problem is. My problem is I'm a dentist. My problem is I'm married to that guy or married to this girl. And then you wind up changing everything three yep. to five years later. You're like, Oh shit, it's me again. Yep. Run the, com back to the common denominator in all these failed problems is this right. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh wow. How do I have the same problems with different ventures, different partners, different people? You're like, Oh shit. It's me. Yeah. And then you do the work and then you go back to your spouse and they're already gone and, yeah. and you're like, Oh shit. And then you wind up doing the work with the new one. So it's, it's, it is, um, it, it is, uh, it is important to know yourself. Great. Great. And take inventory, but thanks Great. for the questions. Yep. Any, uh, any, uh, find it closing thoughts, Greg, any reminders, anything else? I know we've kind of wrapped that. Anything else you want to talk about as we, uh, as we wrap this, this yeah, amazing um, just, episode? Uh, just um, thanks for listening. And, um, you know, guys like Peter and I are, have each other to bounce ideas back and forth. And my hope is that everybody gets value to what we say and uh, give yourself a little grace in that mm -hmm. uh, you're never fully done with life until your time runs out and you're always going to be growing and evolving. And the mm -hmm. fact that you wanted something, you've gotten on one road to go there. It's okay to jump off that road, turn around and go the other way. There's nothing mm -hmm. in life that says just because you start it, you have to finish it. Life is uh, meant to be change and discovery and, you know, and, and you don't have to honor your word or belief with the contract that was made from an old you. So just because you started it and you told the world you're going to do it, pivot, who cares? Everybody pivots. Yep. Yep. 
Um, and I will remind everyone, if you haven't joined us online into our free network right now, it's uh, bulletproof.dental. You can join. You can have these, these discussions. We're having some of these talks, uh, like Craig and I even discussed, with just a small network right now. So we just launched this, and we wanted to create a community for dentists by dentists and um, where we can all lean in and learn from each other and be vulnerable to change because that's when real growth happens. You know, the second you put your ego aside and say, yeah, I'm kind of weak there. You know, that's my Achilles heel or whatever. You may learn by proxy from people, even just by reading some of these comments. So invited, we're inviting you to join. Uh, lots of people are kind of, we're getting lots of members every day and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see this going on. Also, um, if, you, if you've got July free, come to the summit. Um, you know, and if you can't come to the summit, we actually launched a digital course that, and, and we haven't put much fanfare around that and much promotion because, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to promote yourself, promote thyself, Craig. It's, it's, not, to, it's not hard for me. It's hard promote to promote thyself. thyself. Easy. And, easy. but we did it, you know, and so it, that is actually available you for purchase. You can buy our bulletproof course. I think it's about eight hours worth of content with some downloadable stuff. Um, and we like it. We're pretty proud of it. You know, we did two days in studio. So that's now available and that's in the, uh, all you have to do is go to bulletproof.dental and it's actually inside. You can see where it says courses on the, on the, um, the sidebar channel and you can purchase it right there inside that, in that side, that stuff. So that's it, buddy. That's all for today. And, um, yeah, take care. Take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Peter. Bye, buddy.